Hello, Street Fighters, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. We are back, as usual, to take calls. It's Sunday night, time for a Street Fight call-in show. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can watch us right now on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, just follow us on any of those platforms. You'll get notified when we go live, and you can chat with all the other people watching the show. Uh, we are doing this one virtually today um because of my new living situation so please bear with us there could be some tech diff but i doubt it uh my name is brett payne my co-host is brian quinby we are the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation and we do it on wcrs lp fm out of columbus ohio community radio check them out wcrs fm dot org uh check the shows out there's music there's talk there is a whole um diverse array of shows available over there so please support uh the show the uh the station that keeps us on the airwaves in columbus ohio wcrslp fm i am happy to be back because i just did the show a couple days ago and the live show was not the most favorite thing i've done uh and I, uh, I did the first day of school, which was incredibly fucking um, stressful, but I made it through no catastrophes and we're back into the saddle uh, with school again. So I feel all right. How about you, Brian? What grade are you in? I'm in third grade. Okay. Well, good for you, man. And, you know, so the first day of school is always tough. And uh, getting to know your new teacher and everything and getting all your supplies made fun of. I, it can be very tough in the third grade. Well, I did for, I did for my kid. Um, I didn't buy any of the supplies. And I was like, I'll just get them this weekend and you can take them on Monday. So uh, I'm not going to live by their like back to school shopping rules. I, don't, I can still buy the stuff even if there isn't like a placard of a kid doing a fucking cartwheel hanging above me. You know, I'm getting fucking bummed out just. You know, I don't have a lot to do when it comes to school for my daughter. Uh, but back to school night sucks. Shit. And I know that's coming up now that you bring it all up. That at some point, I'm going to have to go and sit in an auditorium and then walk to different classrooms. Yeah. And then just be like, the teachers will be like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we'll teach them geometry and, you know, squares and shit. And uh, um, I don't like it when students are late and stuff like that. <laughs> and then you go to the next one and they're like, yeah, English, periods and commas, you know, it's great. And then you're just like, why am I here? I feel like I'm in school. I know it's weird. It does feel like um, like I, tr I actually trust them. Like, I'm not that suspicious of anything. I don't give a fuck, really. Um, uh, even like uh, like uh, the second day when I went to pick her up. The teacher came out and was like, oh, hey, uh, she, you know, she is just great. Just so great to have in class. And I'm like, perfect. Just tell me when she's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Gwen's never been in trouble, really. You know, she, she gets into little fights with her teachers or whatever, but they don't like ever contact me about it or anything. And, uh, you know, this is all coming from from Gwen's side, too, where like, you know, she probably is fighting the teacher in her head and not yeah. like actually out loud saying stuff. She's probably like, yeah, the founding fathers were fucking dicks. 
<laughs> yes. in her brain while the teacher's teaching about it or something. But like, uh, uh, I've never had to go in for that because like that was a big, weird fear of mine for a long time because I was like, I got to fucking be straight up. I don't care if she's bad. Like if you call me in, I don't know what she would have to be doing. Okay. If she was being homophobic or racist, I'd be like, oh, you know, this shit's got to stop. We can't have this kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. But like if she's late to class or even cuts class, I don't fucking care. I well, do it I, all the time. I, I'm, I'm not even going that far. I mean, you just don't take me all the way here to say, like, I'll punish your kid for cutting class. I'm like, I know I know school has not changed that much. You know, I, I know they still get in trouble for that. I don't think that we've completely lost it to the freegans. I do kind of feel like, like, I, I'd be curious. I guess that we should have Gwen on again sometime soon to talk about this. Because, like, I don't hear a lot about kids cut in school. From You're her. not in school. From her. Why would from, she like, tell you? Her. Because she tells me all kinds of shit. Yeah, I hear I all kinds of shit. You think you know what it's like to go to school? The funny thing that I hear now that, that is like my favorite thing is that like when I was in high school, man, you go to the bathroom and it straight up just smelled like a smoker's lounge. It wasn't just because I was smoking in there. It was because like, a, every, like somebody was always smoking in there. Yeah. So like you go in there and it would smell like people are smoking. And then Gwen tells me these stories like, you know, you go in the bathroom and it smells like a vape pen. And it's like, well, those are pleasant smells. Like, I don't even think that's a, like a big deal that it smells like like pancakes in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the times change, you know, but it's still the same old school. Um, I. I mean, she's going to my my elementary school system that I went to. So even all the buildings are the same. It's the same boilers. The boilers break down every single year at the same time. I mean, this is just good old classic school. They haven't upgraded shit since 1975. Yeah, I keep asking. Uh, um, I ask every day what she like did. And she she mainly says nothing. They got a new school. Uh, they had a little protest last week. But it was uh, uh, really ill-conceived, and now they're trying to like re, like come up with a new concept, and absolutely failing at that too. And like I don't have a way to help, so I'll, I'll explain this. Uh, a girl got hit for a dress code violation mm -hmm. for spaghetti straps on her shirt. Gotcha. Now, Gwen claims. This is a hundred percent not true. You, nobody can tell me this is untrue. She says there is no dress code at their high school. Yeah, that's <laughs> just because you didn't pay attention to it or just blocked it out when they started saying that stuff. I know that's what I told her. I was like, dude, there's a dress code. There's a fucking dress code everywhere in this world. You are not going to get out of life without sometime being dress coded i'm sorry but here's what i would I tell her agree with that dress code though either i don't agree with the fact that dudes can wear tank tops and girls can't like i don't agree with that i totally get where they're coming from yeah, uh, i would say something i would tell her that this is the first example of you always got to read the employee handbook 
because this is the first time the corporation is going to slide like 36 documents in front of you <laughs> and then hold you accountable for some shit you did not even know about. But you're like, yep. fuck, they can't, no, I can't get in trouble for that. And they're like, it's in there. It's in the handbook, dude. It really is. Yeah. So I go like, so what it, she goes like, so uh, we came to school the next day, me and like 14 of my friends and we wore spaghetti strap shirts. And I was like, you know, fight the power or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I'll come in and I'll fucking I'll, I'll get your back and everything like that. She was Yo, like, where's spaghetti strap tank too? Well, no, I would have gone in and been like, hey, you know, if she's if the boys are allowed to wear tank tops over so the girls basically is how I would phrase it. Like as in like you're not allowed to enforce one set of rules on on one group of people and another set of rules on another group of people. I just that's not cool. And, uh, you know, it's sexist. You have to know that. And so like, I would go in, but she went to school and they all got in there and they said it was too cold. So they put on fucking flannel chickens. That's chicken shit. I know she got scared and it's okay. You know, protesting is scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they don't, you don't actually get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and also, like, the way she made it sound to me was, like, even before they put the flannel shirts on and shit like that, nobody, nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, when you're protesting and nobody notices, that's a, that's a I, blow to your mind. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is also another um, empl employee guide here uh, in that, like, you have to know that if you're doing something wrong, they're going to find a reason to cite you. But if you go in there not making any noise or doing anything no. like perfect angel so and now, spaghetti straps, they're like, oh, they don't care. So now listen to their new plan, which okay. is as bad as a plan could be. I can't wait for the chat to hear this. I can't wait for the listeners to hear this. Uh, wear spaghetti straps in January when the building would have the heat on. That's not the worst. And no, it is because nobody's going to remember why. Yeah, as I say, doing that's true. You're going to prioritize justice over comfort. Yeah. Winter. And you're wearing a goddamn spaghetti strap in the winter. That's got to be horrible. That would be the end of heat and the school is not going to work in such a way that it's going to be hot in there during the winter. That doesn't happen ever. That It's not how school yeah. work yeah it's always maximum maximum uncomfortable in the school right but that way on purpose and i believe it yeah it's hot when it's hot it's cold when it's cold <laughs> <laughs> so funny though i was cracking the fuck up when she said so we're thinking when it's winter out yeah uh and i was like they're gonna forget you guys really need to sit down and, and you know she's been going to the students against racism club like oh, I, hope, I hope you were going to say society it would be sars it would be sars it's called bark oh uh, okay but i don't know what it stands for i know the r stands for racism that's what i know okay that that's like a general rule the r stands for racism <laughs> so she she goes to she she goes to that and she's learning about like tulsa which she goes to tell me about that. And I was like, oh, you know, I spent a whole summer in Tulsa. And she was like, what does that have to do with it? Who cares? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just telling you. But, um, right. uh, but 
but they meet with like real organizers. You know what I'm saying? And there's like 30 of them and they meet with like real hardcore organizers. I think they've had uh, Michelle Alexander in there and stuff like that. Like they've done some real shit, you know, talk to some real people. And like, uh, I wish they would teach them how to, how to prioritize like time in your program. Yeah. There's a time thing that like, you can't like go out and be like, Hey, last summer, some shit happened. And we're, we're like, we're Cut busy. Up. That's why during COVID we did the marches, right? George Floyd protests. We couldn't wait until COVID was over. That would right. have been a, a weird mulligan to take where we would have been like, oh, that George Floyd stuff was fucked up in like 2023. You can't like really <laughs> do that. So, uh, yeah, very funny story, though. I I'm glad they're fighting back because, I, I, you know, spaghetti straps were, were like against the rules when I went to high school. And, yeah. and and dudes were allowed to just whatever, man. No, maybe, not, kind of shirt. maybe not spaghetti straps, though. Well, they never did. But they somebody in the chat said this, too. Uh, I, I have to give credit because this is something that they did where I went. Uh, they would take a um, they would take a measuring stick out. Cyber sludge in the chat said they would take a measuring stick out and they would like measure because there was a certain amount of inches you're sleeves had to be oh yeah girl yeah the girls are in trouble for just wearing clothes because because people because it makes old men think sexy thoughts about them exactly adults think sexy about him and yeah and yeah. punish him for it yeah oh yeah 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 you, you're gonna get written up you're you're gonna get written up and and get a and she's just like it's a dress code violation i was like what does it mean she was like dad it's a fucking dress code violation and i'm like well if it doesn't mean anything cares i mean even like if you got a jaywalking ticket and and there yeah. were, and, and it was 15 bucks it would be like whatever you know it wouldn't bug you that i could probably fight it you know just because i'm tough there's there's a big anti-jaywalking thing going on in my neighborhood right now oh really someone get hit you know what yes a kid got hit uh not like super fully injured you know just hit by a car and uh they're just you know hey quit that jaywalking kids oh okay okay they're trying to get kids to use the corners yeah and 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 like they're i i don't know i don't jaywalk very much oh i remember uh, i remember as a kid though like trying to run across the street real fast and kind of slipping and then having a car slam on the brakes and kind of looking up and thinking that's the last thing you're going to see yeah, yeah, and then they give you grief when they yeah. are, like you're scared you're gonna die, but then yeah. you also get grief. Like I saw a kid once get hit by a fucking car, and they get yelled at for it. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're in big trouble for that. Like I almost got hit by a car one time. This woman, I was walking to school, and she was pulling out of her driveway, and I was walking by the driveway, and uh, I don't know, I couldn't have been looking at a phone or anything, but she she almost hit me. She almost ran me over, and I smacked the back of her car and yelled something at her, but I was in seventh grade. So she yelled at me and I got in trouble for it. <laughs> so yeah, mainly her fault. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Baltimore, Maryland, man, that is like, they jaywalk there, man. That's a jaywalking ass city. I know this. DC is 
DC is pretty bad, but Baltimore is definitely the worst, the, not the worst, the most prolific and the most well-practiced. It's, the mo- it's a part of the culture to just go right across the street, wherever you're at. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like it. I mean, I, 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 I think if you don't get hit, it's fine. I mean, I, I mean, I think that, you know, there's those little lights that they put over there that like give you this feeling of safety and security while like cars are fucking flying all around you. Um, I believe in more active transportation, something like keeps you on your toes where like, you know, you got to sprint or something. You got to make the right move. I actually, when I, I was rollerblading and uh, got way too fucking comp- confident, I've been rollerblading for like an hour and I was so tired and I didn't want to sit and wait at this fucking light that I always wait at. And there was no cars coming. So I stupidly jumped off the sidewalk into the road and tried to cross as fast as I could and when I got to the other side, I was so worn out and didn't know what to do. I couldn't stop. I just like splattered all over the fucking ground. But ah. that was on the sidewalk. It was not the, the road. That's how you pull an injury. There. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you got, I mean, I can't, I can't pull those like last minute maneuvers like that. You get some road rash? No, not, not that bad. That's the worst. Nice scrape all over. A nice I got, scrape will ruin you. I got a worse scrape from playing on one of those inflatable toys. When we went to that indie race in Nashville, my kid begged me to go on this race, this like obstacle course race. And I w- was super serious about it. And I dove really hard and slid and got a huge burn on my shin. Seems? Was it? No, seam? no, no. It was just like the vine. It was just like plastic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's it fries crazy. you. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic is bad. I, I would agree. Uh, so it was like an, a wipeout situation? Yeah, pretty or much. Like an American Gladiators eliminator situation. No, I mean, it was inflatables, but it was just ah, like dive over, wipeout. dive over this fence, run through these little barricades, uh, jump through this hole. That shit. Yeah. They should have the eliminator now. Now that I'm thinking of it, we should just be able to go to the eliminator. Like, where is that? Why isn't that in the Smithsonian Institute? The Eliminator uh-huh. from American Gladiator. I don't know. but Yeah, uh, we, that would be nice. to. They should have that restored somewhere so we could do it. Same with, like, the mountain from Guts. Yeah, just put them in a... I mean, the Smithsonian. People love that shit. Yeah, the Legend Smithsonian of the... Smithsonian just has fucking Fonzie's jacket. It's like, who cares about that now? It's Most over. Pl- play on the set of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, yes, please. But they wouldn't let you play on it. They would just put it in there and say, please don't touch oh, yeah. the Legends of the Hidden Temple gimmick. Yeah, I got... Yeah. I used to really like Nick Arcade. Like, that was what I thought I could kill on. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, that shit rocked. Yeah, I, that's what the game I thought I could like really win on because I'm not a physical specimen or anything. So, uh, if it was just playing video games, uh, that was set for me but then i watched it recently and it turns out that like they made up video games which i'm not going to be good at that you can't you got to be able to think on your toes man if you get can how good are you if someone tosses a controller in your hand you know yeah true your skills true you're like playing the newest game uh uh so yeah i don't Uh, know how i got there Good museum, the Asheville, Asheville Pinball Museum, probably one of the best because they have like a little placard that tells you all about the game and then you can actually just play it. Yeah. Why aren't there more? We have a great pinball place in town that uh, uh, hopefully stays open because they have a dick load of machines mm-hmm. in there at, at pen, pins, pens, 
pins and they're well taken care of too. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Pinball games are fun. I, I, uh, my dad got me one as a kid, like a toy one. Wasn't the same thing. Not as fun to play with as the actual pinball machine. So, oh yeah. It can't be recreated. No. Um, we got any calls? You want to take some calls? Yeah, we got calls. Let's take some fucking calls, man. Here we go. We've got. Let's get these people on a lizard. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Street Uh-oh. Fight. This is Terry from Kansas City. What's up, Terry? How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. I, I was calling in with a quick story about what happened to me the time I tried to bring weed on an airplane. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I mean, that's pretty easy to do. Was it weed weed or was it edibles? It was weed. It was flour. It was um, mm. just straight up flour. Uh, I had a that's great plan, I thought to myself. <laughs> yeah. And when was this? So this is what happened. So I, this was a... Around ten years ago or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They still said that should make you a wasteoid and that it would ruin society. Yeah. Still do, but. Yeah. I I was headed out of town for my buddy's bachelor party, and I had to have my little jar of weed with me. But I was smart enough to know not to try to put it through the conveyor belt X-ray machine because I'm sure somebody would recognize that. So my plan. Uh was to wear a, a pair of cargo shorts, oh, put the little no. glass jar. I had this little frost. <laughs> I had this little frosted glass jar in the cargo shorts, and I had it was probably it had to be less than an eighth of weed. It was not very uh, much at all. Yeah, uh, I'm freezing cold right now. I'm <laughs> so scared. It's just you did it the worst possible way. You know, uh, God bless you for trying, but you gotta put it through the X-ray machine. That's the way. Like. It sounds counterintuitive, right? But you run it through the x-ray machine because one, they don't care. And two, yes, the puppies in the chat has said this. I get flagged for Kratom every time anyway, but uh, they'll just be like, what's this? And I'll be like some tea and I'll be like, oh, okay, we'll just keep going. Uh, no, I mean, they don't I tell them Kratom. No, they don't. Uh, they pull that, that little, that little swab of paper. They do that little purple paper oh, yeah. test. Yeah, they do the test, but you're always supposed to take all your drugs on your carry-on because, uh-uh. because you don't want them in your clothes because right. then they're just going to pull them out and take a look at them. <laughs> well, you, know so, you yeah, could have done, though? Happened. I had the little... Let, me tell, you, let me tell you a little story real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off there. I know there's some like latency and stuff because we're remote. I, I had a buddy that we went to see Ozfest 97 and none of us had any food, no money at all. We paid to park in pennies, but he knew he was going to want to have to eat. So he cut a little hole in his underwear and he put a piece of rope through the hole and then tied a bunch of candy bars to it. And it just kind of dangled in his long Jinko shorts. What the fuck? What? Is that a bad? It ended up not being a great move because it's Ozfest, so it's like ninety degrees, 
and it all fucking melted anyway. But he did get into the concert with the candy bars, which I was impressed. Hanging like salamis from like a butcher shop. I swear to you all my life. We we were standing outside and he was like, I have this idea. Uh, Can somebody He pulled his underwear out a little bit? And he's just like, can somebody cut a little slit in my underwear? And then I got this rope from tying stuff down to the roof of the car, like uh-huh. lumber, because his dad was like a home renovation maniac. So he had that lumber rope and he just he had like six candy bars. And you know what? If it had worked out, he would have been the hero of the day because we would have all been able to eat some candy bars while we were there. It's just when we got there, you know, body heat, heat, heat. Uh, sitting in a car, he did. He did. He did it before we got in a car to leave. No. Yeah, that didn't, <laughs> didn't help. But like, maybe you could have done that with with the with jerky, jars. jerky or something. Uh, sorry, yeah, no. We could, have, with the you jars. You, <laughs> no, you could do like a yeah, like a tie stick thing. Yeah. All right. Let's hear how this went down. Uh, okay. So I'm walking through the metal detector. It doesn't go off because I don't have any metal on my person. It's a glass jar. Okay. Glass top too. Uh, And so, yeah, glass top all frosted. You'd have to open it up to see what was inside of it. And it was just a little jar. It was a tiny tiny amount of weed. But so I go through the detector and it doesn't go off. But the dude, he tells me to step to the side. And he has his his little hand wand he wands me over and he points at my cargo pocket and says what do you have in your pocket and i said a jar and he asked me the jar so i take the jar out i hand it off i hand him i hand him the jar and uh he opens it up he takes a look inside he says in a voice loud enough so that only he and i could hear it i'm going to pretend i didn't see that he closed the jar. He handed it back to me, and I got on the plane. Had a great weekend. Woo! Yeah, yes. I, mean, I think one thing I've learned is that TSA doesn't really care that much unless you're like push, pulling key, kilos of coke through. Like they don't. They don't really look. Uh, uh, and like it was a glass jar. You were respectful, actually, for doing the glass jar. And also when he asked you. You, I, I, I can feel the panic in your heart when you said it's a glass jar. Uh, I once saw Brett have one of the worst. He's not an anxious guy like I am, but he got flagged at TSA on the way back from tour, which is like, I mean, people give us drugs at like almost every day. So we, we always have, especially on the West Coast, West Coast people are just drug motherfuckers, you yeah. know, and they'll give us drugs. Oh, no, this was Northeast, which was even more drugs because we have a lot more friends. We have a lot of friends out there. Right, Brett? Yes. And me and him went and he wanted to get a gift for his wife. So he got her uh, a cupcake uh, bath bomb. And he got fucking flagged because of the cupcake bath bomb. And he just kept saying, like, so what kind of stuff are you looking for? You know, what's in there? What do you what do you think you're looking for, sir? You know, is there anything in particular that you're looking? And I was just standing there like, dude, 
No, you I, look so guilty right now. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I just wanted to know what the flag was. I just wanted to, to say, I just wanted to say, is it a is it a Ziploc bag? Is it a, is it a little tiny Ziploc baggie or what is it that's in there? <laughs> and it was just because I bought a milkshake bath bomb. So it yep. wasn't like the hard compact bath bomb. It was like a loose sand of like layers of milkshake that was supposed to be foamier and frothier and creamier than any other bath thing and so they basically thought i was bringing in like you know uh like dynamite sand whatever that shit's called yeah, <laughs> yeah. what's inside dynamite maybe, maybe gunpowder because uh, i heard that can be drugs and you know bathing equipment yeah it was very funny it, it, it i mean it wasn't funny in a moment because i thought you know i don't i don't want to miss my flight because i gotta go get brett out of jail yeah and also uh, I didn't like to see the, I, I didn't, Brett to me is like a rock, a stone, a, uh, 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 in the wind, you know, and there's a hurricane me happening and everything's falling down and the trees are falling down in the woods and all that stuff. Uh, Brett is always a rock. He's like, I don't worry about shit. I don't really fucking care. But at that moment, just the amount of questions he was asking, and I was kind of already through security and watching it go down and just pacing like, holy shit. And then when he got done, though, I, 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 I will say this, when Brett got done with TSA, it looked like he just like skydived or something like that. Like it, it seemed like it was a real fucking moment, you know, a real exciting, you know, it's over <laughs> now. Okay. Yeah. I just did a fucking daredevil stunt and uh, I got through with my Coke and ecstasy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, just to wrap it up, I'll say the best advice I have for traveling is number one, mail it to yourself with the post office. That's the most safe method um, because the post office has to have a warrant to check your mail. And if you're only doing it one time and you're not mailing it to tons of people, then they can't get a warrant. Um, FedEx and the other ones will check your mail UPS too, maybe, uh, number two is in your checked luggage, because if they, if they scan your, your checked luggage and they see something bad, they'll just rip it out and throw it away and put a little note inside that says we took your illegal shit. Um, the carry on is the one where like they have to deal with you in person now. And like, you have to go into the little room and they have to say, why do you have this, this or that, or are your plans or who are you meeting up with and shit? Um, Trying to get it through the metal detector and the pat down, that's just like offensive. Cause it's like, we dog, we see that. Like, I see that in your pocket. You got a, something in your pocket. So, yeah, that, that's why they my, want every, yeah, they want every goddamn thing out of the pockets and in that little thing. Cause yeah. I'm a mess in TSA. Like, oh, yeah. I know I'm going to get flagged and I don't like taking my shoes off in public, which is good that we have pre check now. So I, I don't have to if I ever fly again. And uh, um, as, but when it comes time to empty my pockets, I just have a thousand things in my pockets. I just, I don't know why I don't pack lightly for the airport. And then I'm just pulling headphones and, and <laughs> fucking cable splitters and fucking <laughs> like Apple cores. Every, like, everything's coming out of my pockets. Oh my God. And your sweatpants weighing down to the fucking ground and like the yeah. little, the little tie just hanging on for dear life, dear life. Yeah, but fucking pull a hammer out and the wrench and fucking just I have a thousand things in my pocket every time. Then I always right before I get to the line, I throw my lighter away and uh, uh, I don't even think they like care about that at all. 
I think you're allowed to take a lighter on a plane, but I, I always throw it away. I'm like, what if they fucking decide lighters are illegal? I guess I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, take it, put it in your yeah. luggage and also ideally be a very dad looking white guy and they will never bother you. Really? They, they only bother me because I have Kratom. If I didn't have the Kratom, they would never even, and even then they're like polite to me while they go through my stuff. That's, that's something I think is crazy is like, uh, uh, it, that's something that is crazy to me is that like, they, they'll be like, I'm so sorry. We got to do this, you know? And I'm like, okay. I, I mean, yeah, that's, you should apologize. It's just like when the cops pull me over, they always apologize to me too. So yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah. Yeah, Terry. thank you. And uh, you know, have a good if you night, don't Terry. Brett's advice: just do the responsible thing and put it in your butt. Good yeah, night. and ask some fucking weirdo when you get into town, right? Can't you just do that, Brett? No, that's a rig man. That really takes a lot more effort than it seems like to find somebody to do it to get you. You're not a podcaster. Yeah, that's where the trouble comes in, right? It's like, if you're a podcaster, you can just be like, "I need weed in New Orleans or whatever." You are just really flubbing it up tonight, huh? Why? I just lost Freudian slips. Oh, no. I just, I was bringing up hurricanes up. in New Orleans. Oh, 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 I didn't even think about that. I didn't even <laughs> think about the hurricane. I just goddamn looked at a picture of a building that got knocked down by a hurricane. Right. And, uh, uh, and then I, uh, and I saw the Al Roker video, which was, that was something. That's, Holy yeah. mackerel. Yeah. Hit. Uh, uh, it is somebody, awful. Uh, it's awful too. I've heard the. I mean, the, the power is now out and, um, you know, this is kind of, this, this is kind of, it's taken so long for us, but I feel like people that stay in the hurricanes are kind of getting the uh, McDonald's lady vindication that they deserve. And that people recognize that nobody that had the money and the means to get out of there wouldn't be doing so, you know? So the people that stay behind are kind of you are more backed into that position than like making a, a free choice, you know, with their time and money and life really. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking scary, man. I, 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 you know, living somewhere with like no natural disasters. I, I like, I, 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 I got to imagine, holy shit. You know, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know. And also <laughs> the power going out for several days is uh, uh, a nightmare for me. That is, I think about the power being out for several days. Uh, what's his name? Opened up his church though. Joel Osteen. All that. He did today come right out and say, you can come to my church. We're not going to stand outside with guns or whatever they did the last time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, uh, I am Ohio 2020 and the chat said the governor isn't evacuating the hospitals. I like truly don't think you can evacuate the hospitals right i mean i think there's a will there's a way right i'm saying like to where yeah i don't know i think my question yeah this hospitals are not in good shape right now yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i i don't know man uh uh i i truly my heart goes out and, and you know i'm sure we might get a hold of some we might hear from a new orleans person i don't know i i'm saying that like i lined one up and i i want to be clear right now i did not line one up so but I will for next the Sunday after next. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ready for the next call? Do it. 
Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, fellas. It's Lucas from Connecticut. What's up, Lucas from Connecticut? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Um, my kid also starts school uh, tomorrow. So it was uh, our first school night since, you know, pre-pan or like the beginning of the pandemic. She hasn't been to actual school since uh, distance learning started. Oh, wow. Uh, she go to bed on time? No, of course not. Uh, she had to figure yeah. out her outfit and it, uh, it was a whole big ordeal. About an hour later than usual, how which isn't too bad. How old? Uh, she's going into fifth grade. Oh, okay. That's outfit picking time. Yeah, for sure. I hated that. I, I, I just, uh, uh, I am a stereotypical bad dad. And during the winter or during the summer, I would let Gwen stay up until fucking four o'clock in the morning with me just because I liked hanging out with her. And then when it came time to go back to school, it was a nightmare getting her sleep schedule back together. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's tough for people with younger kids, for sure. I'm the same with Charlotte uh, and I let her stay up real late, but she adjusted pretty easily. She's falling oh, yeah. asleep early now. Yeah, and school wears them the fuck out. Yeah, 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 for sure. So the first day, usually it's not bad unless, you know, Gwen uh, uh, being my daughter always comes home on the first day and takes a nap and then just is the same problem uh, uh, for oh. about a week before she figures it out. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we are the Quinby bloodline likes to get a lot of sleep. It's just like a thing that is needed to run this machine. They uh -huh. call a Quinby. Okay. And uh, uh, I passed that on to her. So uh, uh, what's up tonight? Um, not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I wanted to call in and tell you about an uh, awesome fucking show I went to last night. Uh, sick of it all. Hardcore band that's been around for 35 years uh, yeah. played a show in my town. And it was a doozy. I mean, I, I, I saw Fish like two weeks ago in New Jersey. And I'm not a jam band guy, but I do like live music. And one of my buddies is really into Fish. And I, I, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out, see what it's about. And uh, it's weird. It was an okay time. The people watching was better than the music for me, but um, Get it. so this, this hardcore show is the first one that I'd been to in forever. And when I started going to hardcore shows, like 15 years ago, I was one of the youngest people in the crowd and seeing sick of it all last night. Like there were uh, a lot of people that were bald, not by choice. Like there was a fair oh, amount right, of right. shaved heads, but also just, just elder punks. And uh, it was, it was just a fantastic time. Uh, weird crowd, though. I wore my ceremony shirt, uh, hardcore band from L.A. Um, I think it's L.A., somewhere in California. But they have uh, a shirt that says Burn This Flag, and it's got the Blue Lives Matter flag on it. But nice. it's featured very prominently as just a Blue Lives Matter flag. And, like, at first glance, and, like, in a pit, like, you don't have a whole lot of time to you know, assess the shirt. So I was a little bit worried that some, someone that probably has similar views to me would see the shirt and, like, crowd kill me on purpose just like go after me in the pit or whatever um but didn't happen there was a guy at the front who had a shirt that said uh if this flag offends you i'll help you pack like one of one of those kind of shirts wow yeah and, uh, it was just a very strange crowd yeah 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 uh, you guys uh, scarabs i i haven't uh i do remember when 
they got some MTV heat for like a really short little sliver of time. They had a video, I remember. And he's, wait, no, that's Civ. I'm thinking about Civ. Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever heard Sick of It All. Um, we have a buddy named Arthur. He goes by Slim Missile on, on Twitter. And uh, he thinks that I am due to get into to New York hardcore pretty soon because, uh, I mean, he just thinks I've been circling it my whole life. I don't know, though. I'm just not the kind of guy that uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand it very much. But uh, can I ask, is sick of it all, does the guy wear a suit? No, I think you might be thinking of the Mighty Mighty Boston. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of, uh, I got to see, because I know I've heard of sip, sick of it all. Hardcore is not usually, they don't wear suits in hardcore. I don't think you can get away with that. Maybe I'm thinking of Civ again, C-I-V. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I would like to go. Oh, yeah. Corn opened for Sick of It All. That's how I know Sick of It All. They toured with them. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, I, they said, uh, uh, you know, Corn's like a super diplomatic band, right? Like they, they're not going to shit talk very many people. But uh, they said that, you know, some nights they fucking murdered on that tour with Sick of It All. And then some nights they did not do well at all. <laughs> they, they, sure. uh, the crowd was not receptive to corn. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, I, I mean, I, I got to listen to hardcore. I think it's important that I listen to hardcore I mean, sometime. Un until I started listening to street fight, I like, I just kind of laughed off corn and Limbiscuit and like new metal in general. And after listening for a few years, I've been like, you know, if this many people are like this into it, it can't be that bad. Just kind of how I felt going to fish as well. And uh, like this is so this was like a real small club kind of show, uh, like really, really tightly packed in Stage is only like two feet high, no barriers or anything, no security. The green room is behind a sheet that they put up in the corner. And uh, wow, I was a little concerned about COVID, but um I figured with that many people in there, like me being the only person, one of maybe six people wearing a mask, um, it probably, you know, if, if it's going to spread, it's going to spread. So I've got a test scheduled and like I, I got tested after I got back from uh, fish and I'm vaccinated and everything. And I, I do my best to do what I can to not spread it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, outdoor I'm again, this uh, tomorrow. I yeah, haven't ahead, worried about outdoor, but I have, you know, my concerns about indoor stuff. We just did a live show um, Thursday, and uh, uh, it's real tough to perform for people in masks. I gotta say, for comedy, and yeah, uh, I felt terrible. I, I, I there was like I felt sick like halfway through. Like, why are we having people come here to do this? You know, especially when we have a really cautious audience and we're cautious people, and it's like it wasn't. It didn't make any sense to me. But I will go die for my favorite band, though. Like, they're worth it. I've actually talked about this. Uh, uh, I talked about this at the show on Thursday night, Brett, to uh, uh, some listeners that, like, the night that they canceled the NBA season or games, right, we were watching Dynamite at uh, uh, the Elevator Bar. And uh, I was watching that, 
And then they canceled the games and the room started to feel really small. And there's probably only 20 people there. But I, I like melted down and was like, I don't think I can breathe. I can't breathe in here. I'm freaking out. And then, uh, uh, you know, went into quarantine. So, you know, I, I don't fucking know what I don't know where where to go with it. You know, I mean, I, I like live music and I'm planning to go see live music. Uh, but then again, I'm not going to the movie theater at all. Yeah. I feel weird about that. I feel weird about the movie theater in a way that I don't necessarily feel as weird about live music because at a lot of venues, they're checking for vac status and stuff like at the express venues there, you have to show a proof of a positive test or a vaccination card. I can feel good doing that. I don't, I would be fine with that. A hundred percent. I think that, that like the movies feel scarier to me. It's a small, dark room that they'll just let as many people in as they want to. Yeah. But no, everybody's afraid of the movies though. I, I mean, like five people are going to the showings and better hundred people are showing up to concerts. Yeah. But again, if, if I don't know, I, I, I think like if they're doing that kind of checking at the beginning, Although I did walk by a concert line where they were checking and an unsettling amount of people with the uh, uh, proof of a negative test in their hands that you just yeah. want to shake. You just want to shake them and say, just wouldn't life be easier if you didn't have to fucking take a test every time you wanted to go do something. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and yeah, in the chat, Throne of Human Skull says you can watch a movie whenever it's already shot. And, and like, I've come over to that side of things. Like, there's movies I really want to see that are only in theaters, but I'm just like sort of thinking, like, uh, oh, I'm just, I'm, I can wait. It's like 45 days now, is all it is. It's like, I'll just pretend the movie's not out yet. And yeah. then when it shows up, I'll watch it. You know, before. I was really worried about getting spoiled, but uh, a lot of the stuff I was going to see, I, I don't think I really even cared that much about. Like the, the, the goddamn Marvel movies, I was going to see those on opening night so I wasn't spoiled, and then it was like, ugh, this sucks. So, uh, uh, well, I hope you had a good time, and you know, hopefully we get up to Connecticut at some point, someday, when uh, uh, it's safe. And we can go back out on the road. Uh, we hope to see your face. Yeah, when uh, when Hellfire was coming up here, I was going to go to either Boston or Providence, but uh, then that whole thing happened. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get tested again, and pending its negative result, uh, I'm actually going camping this weekend with a bunch of uh, Northeast Street Fighters. We're all meeting up in Vermont and uh, doing a couple Shit. days in the woods. Tight. Bro, we should have gone in our... Yeah, so I almost called it Nirvana. <laughs> I almost called it going to Nirvana because of the Nirvana kid. Uh, uh, but uh, man, I'd love to go up to Vermont and camp. I not camp, but I'd love to go up to Vermont and hang out. But uh, thanks for calling. That's a really neat thing. Yeah, uh, sounds like a nice meetup. Yeah, hopefully All next right. week nobody has a story about how that guy Lucas from Connecticut's an asshole, but. Uh, you guys have a good night, and uh, I'll uh, catch you later. Appreciate oh, it. No. Oh, no. Hey, thanks. Well, what if Lucas from Connecticut turns out to be an asshole? And I feel like he just told on himself. I know. Now it's like, I'm going to go. I'm fucking going to this thing. I'm going to be an asshole. Okay? I mean, okay. that's what I do. 
sick of it all i listened to when they went on fat records in the 90s because i'm a poser um and uh civ brian i would say not to listen to civ i would listen to gorilla biscuits before that um because i love that band don't like that name though sure again uh, a guy that listens to a band called corn i understand the the thing it just uh uh i don't know man uh it feels like i am a generally fairly open-minded guy about rock music but yeah 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 hardcore they just make it hard to like i mean it's just like too they're just trying to be i don't know it just seems abrasive. like too much yes it's so really? abrasive you didn't get into any of that like i mean i the, like uh, the yeah i i mean maybe the old 80s stuff i guess uh, I, I mean i like the like the old ass husker do like the the first one or whatever it was um and gorilla biscuits and uh the uh chrome mags with the lion on the front is pretty good really? and like uh leeway is pretty good i i know like ali and uh alex both like them and i think they're in that realm maybe but uh yeah i don't know i don't listen to it it's just not it's not i'm a i'm a I, i'm a groover i'm a dancer i'm a mover i'm, I'm a too. shaker i don't want to like punch people and shit i like to mosh but like i like to do it to a rhythm i like to dance aggressively next to people i don't want to just like swing my fist around and take punches because I'm a tough guy. You like new metal moshing. Yes. Or, or like hip hop moshing. Love it. Over like <clears throat> hardcore moshing. Cause I'm the same way, man. I am very much, uh, uh, I like a groove too. That's why hardcore is not something I've ever given any fucking chance to, because I just, it's the same thing. I talked about this on, uh, uh, Matthew Perpetua's show, uh, Flux, Flux Pod. I was on there kind of talking about stuff that I'm into. And uh, he, he, you know, he's like, do you like Metallica or Slayer? And I was like, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't like either one of them. Yeah. And he, he, he asked why. And I, I just was like, because fast doesn't impress me. I liked Pantera because there was a groove there. It was like a, a Southern kind of groove. And that's why I like Corn because there's like a groove in a lot of their songs. Uh, like hardcore to me, New York hardcore, especially doesn't feel like they're trying to groove at all. Like they're trying to remove the groove. If, if I may say so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like a new tagline. Hardcore yeah. remove the groove. Well, I mean, if I was in a hardcore band, I would definitely make that album. Hey, we yeah. gotta re remove the groove. I listen to a lot. I mean, I guess I do listen to some, I mean, some black flag sometimes, but I don't keep up with it. It's, it's just intense and the people are off putting. I'll say it. I don't care. Yeah. 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 It seems hard to get everything about it's obtuse, which is cool and hardcore, but, uh, not, not for me. The intensity. I I'm a, think I'm a I'm social butterfly. I'm with you on the intensity too. I, I went and saw suicidal tendencies uh uh and the band opening up for them i got kicked out we got ended up getting kicked out like 45 minutes into the concert because there was only like 30 people there and uh my brother jason and uh the guy i was with decided to light a bowl and just start smoking it and they were like uh you know you're out so we ended up getting kicked out but before it happened the opening act had like maybe 10 people moshing in the pit and they just it looked like a fight they were like their arms were like swinging around like they were doing the uh um windmill 
You know, yeah. like when you were a kid and you would get in a fight and you, if you didn't know how to fight, you would just be like, I'm going to fucking do the windmill then. Yeah, just but swing your arms. Sometimes you would win. Like I saw kids win. I'm, now I'm getting like way off on a tangent. I, I saw kids win with the windmill, but then like the next day, they just got their balls busted for doing the windmill. So it was like almost like not, it, you might as well just get beat up not doing the windmill. But uh, yeah, guys were doing the windmill and kicking and doing karate kicks. And I just, I was like, I'm not involved. I can't do this. And uh, that's how I felt. Yeah. Oh, there was, a, there was, I remember another horrible uh, hardcore band, uh, Blood for Blood. They were like always whining about how everything was so fucking tough for them. And they were like stronger than everything and shit. And they were going to persevere. Yeah, it was like us. Yeah, that's true. We're, we're hardcore. Yes. It's true. Isn't that what hate breed is too? Like when you when you check out hate breed and you're like, this is these guys are persevering. I guess is is their whole. Gimmick. I never listened to them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they were hardcore. Yeah. No, they're not hardcore. Oh, they gotcha. Just, oh, yeah. They're just into perseverance. Yeah, they're really, and I think they are actually considered hardcore. Okay, but like not. I don't think they're the like I think they're like the commercial kind of hardcore. Like hardcore on a major labels. Yeah. Sort of yeah. They were definitely like standing over a couple of genres just trying to seem like just trying to make something popular. <laughs> yeah, cuz Jamie Josta was the host of Headbangers Ball Bear for a while too. Uh-huh. And uh he's a lead singer of Hatebreed. And uh yeah, they had a lot of metal influence in them too. I I don't know. I mean, Brett, you might like them. Uh I don't know if I like them. I we'll see. Gave him a couple shots, and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna do. Hey, breed. You're gonna do. Uh, gonna sick do of it all. Sick of it all, and we'll come back next week, and we'll see what we say. What we say. Wednesday, basement uh, show. We'll we'll see. Basement show on Wednesday. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? What up? It's Sam from Brooklyn. What's up, Sam? How's it going? Uh, it's going good. How are you guys doing? Oh, feeling, feeling pretty nice. You know, I, I, I just crated, so I'm kind of like feeling it right now. I'm like riding the snake and, uh, uh, it's still also like a little nauseous, but, uh, overall I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay. I'm reading a chat, uh, psychic gasoline just asked if there are any bloodhound gang fans and, uh, Psychic Gasoline, one of the hosts of this show was a Bloodhound Gang fan. And that Don't. is Brian Quinby. Oh, I know I was too. And it came on the <laughs> other day. I was on this amazing trip with this person and it came on and I sang every fucking word to it and felt so embarrassed. The bad touch? <laughs> no, worse. The worse. Firewater burns? Nope. Nope. B-side. I'm not oh. going to say it. Yeah, I like the I I like the album with fire water burn on. We don't need no water. Let the mother burn. Yeah. All right. Well, so what's going on tonight, Sam? Well, I'm a, I'm a new Street Fighter. I uh, just subscribed to Patreon recently as well. Uh, cool. And I wanted to thank you guys for kind of degentrifying leftist podcast. I mean, I got into podcasts like a year ago and I've been listening to them a lot. And uh, of all the leftist podcasts, this is probably the most 
New York hardcore beast poser one that doesn't talk about, you know, you know, rich people problems. You can identify it. It's nice to hear. Thank you, guys. We, we can't talk about rich people problems because we're both poor. <laughs> I, I got so a little complaint here. You know, you know, Sam, now that you bring this up, I'm going to do a little complaining here. Uh, my phone bill. Go ahead. Hit me. My phone bill takes six days oh, this is real to shit. go through when I pay it, right? So I'm always convinced uh -huh. I have more money than I have. Mm -hmm. And then I check the account, and then it's like, oh, no, I don't have very much money. And uh, I don't like that. So Sprint, get it together. And also somebody was... I had this conversation last night on the internet, sort of. I, I was at self-checkout at the grocery store grabbing some shit, right? And this guy was writing a check at self-checkout. And I was like, oh, there's mm. no way. That's a, that, yep. that's, that's a kite right there, buddy. <laughs> like, probably wrote it for 50 over. And I just kind of looked at him and I wanted to like shoot him a fist bump. And then uh, somebody mentioned to, and it was just one bag of groceries too, like a small bag. Yeah. Roto. that check was a good year yeah yeah that thing was floating that was for sure and i just like somebody was like you know they should outlaw those machines that can read to see if the check is if the money's available yeah even on a check and i got to thinking about it and i'm like you know that's a good point and it sounds like a real street fight point but let me let me toss some logic into this okay these motherfuckers, if I go to put money in a bank account, they fucking hold on to the money, right? For a few days. If I come in with a check and I fucking say, here's a $5,000 check. I don't know where I would get this check and uh, whatever. But if I took it in there, they would say, we're going to release it to you slowly. And it's going to be over like five days or something like that. Some shit like that. I, I don't really know. Uh, uh, it happened to me when my wife inherited, got her inheritance, which was $7,000. So anyway, she got her inheritance and it took like over a week to get the money. Well, if they fucking can do that, if my deposit doesn't go in as soon as I deposit it, then they shouldn't be able to check and see if I have the money when I'm writing one until that becomes instantaneous, which me and Brett, have been told the conspiracy to keep it from being instantaneous. There's like an actual reason it's not instantaneous. Then they don't get to use that little machine they have. You got to decommission them like they did the red light cameras in, in Ohio when they said these are illegal. You can't have them anymore. And now they just sit there and they don't do anything. So I didn't know that you well, guys didn't have red light cameras anymore. We did for only like. I would say maybe a year, maybe 18 months. Uh, and somebody took them to court and the court ruled that they were illegal. And it was also like a scandal. Wow. The company, the company that they contracted with, there was also a scandal. So they just shut them all off. You're, they're not allowed to have them. That was like kind of a good thing because, you know, uh, I hated red light cameras. They make me paranoid. Even if I'm not running the light, it's like they can still take a picture and say I ran it. And, I mean, I know they probably don't do that, but uh, uh, 
I'm paranoid about it. So they might as well do it because I'm living as if they do. My dad recently got popped by a red light camera. Uh, and we have, uh, speed cameras here as well. Local pastime is to sit kind of on a, on a bench on one of the straight roads here, drink, and then cheer whenever the cameras goes off. Wait. So, I mean, if you're speeding, they can give you a ticket in Brooklyn. Like I no, that sounds stupid the way I said that, but if you're speeding and and a camera hits you five miles an hour, bro. They don't do that here. Yeah. They don't fuck with that. They do. It's funny because it's so toothless in Ohio and Columbus, at least. They do have signs that tell you how fast you're going, but there's no like uh, consequences to going too fast. So you can just kind of be like, I was, I was speeding a little bit there. <laughs> like, they don't have cameras or anything on them. That sucks. That really sucks. I feel for y'all. I mean, you don't drive very much, though. So. You want to hear a crazy bit of uh, a crazy bit of uh, uh, New York uh, speeding camera politics? Is that our current public advocate, uh, a position that's technically an ombudsman, a position with no power, a guy whose job it is to complain and advocate on behalf of the public? His name is Jumani Williams, uh, and he's had literally dozens, more than twenty-eight. Uh, speeding tickets in school zones and they asked him about this is a guy who recently won an election they asked him why and he says it's literally impossible to drive 25 miles an hour in brooklyn he can't do it i think it is i think it is i had a libertarian teacher one time (laughs) and uh uh he was so libertarian by the way like he would come in with a fedora on and he would show us south park clips while we were like in class uh, I paid a lot of money for that education, too. This is Ohio State University. Uh, but he used to tell us that, like, you know, it's legal for the police to pull you over for following the law too closely. So if you're driving the actual speed limit, they oh can God. still pull you over. And I don't know if that's true. Uh, I believe that it probably is. That because sounds like the equivalent of pulling over a black guy who has too nice of a car and saying, where'd you get this, huh? Or even well, that's like, very likely. Yeah, that's super likely. But also, like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, because I don't know. I don't think most people follow the laws of the streets, uh, uh, except for don't cross the oh, yellow no, line. Not at all. I think... You know, 25 miles an hour. Oh, and uh, uh, they don't follow I, that either. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree with you. I will agree with you, though, that, like, it kind of is impossible to tw- drive 20 miles an hour, I think, which is that's the school zone speed limit here. I just don't think it's possible to drive 20. I just I've never been able to do it. It might uh, be 20 here as well, because 25 is actually the normal speed limit. Right, right. He's got I mean, agree that he just refused to dip below twenty-five. Who knows? Yeah, I don't want to run down a student or anything, and I I will be extra cautious. But there are times where like the school's just in session and the the speed limit's going on, where it's like, well, I mean, if the kids are running out of the school and into the street while they're in English class, that's that's a problem. I think you have in the school, not with the street, so. But yeah, yeah, 20 miles an hour is, I think is a tall a high order. high volume of people just walking 
on the road as you're driving at any given moment in New York City that it's not so different when you hit a school zone. True. True. Yeah. 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 Like, say, oh, I didn't expect people here. Yeah, I didn't imagine driving going faster than 25 in Brooklyn myself because it just seems like there's too much people and weird shit going on. Usually, I did <laughs> a lot of 35. Yeah, yeah, the streets are super tight there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even when I'm driving home, streets dude, I tight, drive down a pretty parked cars. Yeah, yeah, I drive down a pretty tight street, and I'm still. I look at the speed on my my speedometer sometime, and I'm like, man, I'm doing 28 down this street. So I don't know. I think speed limits are s- silly. Yeah, I think they should just be a suggestion. But uh, that's just my opinion. Autobahn. Uh, I, I mean, neighborhood speed limits, neighborhood speed limits, I get like, like, I totally understand that, like, you probably need to tell people not to go 50 through a residential area, but like on the freeway, it should just be a flow of traffic gimmick. I think it should just be like, if people are going 90, that's the speed limit today. We're going 90. So, uh, uh. So that's that. That's my little opinion on speed limits. So what was the last thing you had? Oh, the last thing I had is a story about uh, dress codes. So I have a story of a semi-successful dress code student protest at my high school. Uh, right. Okay. Circa 2011, maybe. Um, and uh, essentially, uh, the complaint was the same complaint. Girls aren't allowed to wear tank tops. Guys are allowed to wear tank tops. There's the, the fingertip dress length situation that they have mm-hmm. for girls, but then sometimes it's not really a fingertip thing and they just like dress code you anyway. And then there's also the fact that most of these rules are only applied to girls who have more developed breasts at that age than others who just go unnoticed by the teachers. So given all of these things, the way that the protest went down is that they had the guys play a leading part in it by cross-dressing in clothes that would be inappropriate. Nice. Did they, so did the you guys get in were trouble? wearing like short dresses, short shorts. So since a whole bunch of people did it, they couldn't really get any, like everyone in trouble in a meaningful way. Uh, and it sort of forced concessions just because uh, it like got into the news and the school started to kind of look bad in the newspaper. They didn't like that. There was a new principal. She didn't like that. So the, the like regular politics type shit happened and they were just like, fine. Uh, you know, you can you can wear tank tops now, but you still have to wear like closed toed shoes or whatever. And closed like that was it. shoes. You know what, Sam? That yeah. was they had that going on when I was in fucking school. Was the closed-toed shoe thing? Like when Nike was making like the really fly sandals, uh, that was like the really the golden age of sandals. We we people didn't wear people didn't wear sandals until like 1991, and then they were like, you know what, Nike's making them. I'm gonna put them on, and you would wear them to school, and they'd be like, you're not allowed to wear these at school. You can't. That's crazy. And, uh, uh, you know, we really fought for our rights and we ended up getting our sandals back on. So uh, uh, I guess that's a little. I'm pretty sure I could get coded for my like Nike slides, but 
I don't think that they would code someone for wearing like Burks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were wearing the Nike uh, uh, ACGs, uh, very fresh. They, I mean, you look them up and you're, you're just thinking like these are the freshest shoes of all time. Uh, and when I was in school, you had to wear socks with them anyway because that was the style was socks and sandals. So, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. That's why I still wear socks with my slide. Uh, cause I, I, I just always like to feel like I'm wearing shoes. Um, so yeah, I always yeah. wear socks with my slides too. Thank you. People make fun of me sometimes when I come showing up with my socks and slides on and I'm like, you know, it's uncomfortable to have your feet outside. I think is really my feel. You're not made for slides then. I am. I wear them in my house. They're my inside like the house shoes. It's more common. It's more common for me to see guys wearing slides around here, at least with socks, like a like a tube sock pulled all the way up, and you're playing basketball in your slides. That's like a totally Fresh normal man. thing to see. Brand new ones. Brand new white socks. That's Clean. fucking so cool. That is, see, I'm, I knew I Bucky. was like it's a cool some, Brooklyn guy. Some sort of macho bullshit. Yeah. 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 I mean, playing basketball on slides is wild. Like, did you just accidentally walk into a basketball game? Like, how does it happen that you're playing basketball on slides? Yeah. You walk, you're walking you walk around, by. you're hanging out, yeah. you go to the corner store, you get a cigarette, you have a beer, you see some guys playing basketball, you say, hey, money game? Money or you're, you're walking aggressively, uh, you talk shit about somebody's shot, they call you out, you climb over the fence, you go into a pickup game. Mm-hmm. I like money game. We don't have money games exactly. here, I don't think. I don't think there are money games. I mean, there's the Gus Macker. That, that's like a big tournament. I don't know if that's a national thing or what, but like there is the Gus Macker, and I think you win money doing that. But uh, I wish there was more gambling here. I probably would have got good at basketball basketball if i saw that you can win money doing it you, you didn't white men can't jump didn't give you a hope no i have a good uh, shot though i'm pretty good at shooting baskets actually i could probably hit you could play baseball. no i would we could <laughs> if if you gave me two weeks <clears throat> i could hit s- at least 60 percent of foul shots i think like six out of ten probably seven or eight out of ten i would need like two weeks to fucking get my equilibrium back but i was always not too bad at basketball so you're trying to start like a horse tournament like a professional horse league oh dude dude street fight horse tournament columbus ohio can we do that yeah you're allowed to play no no we have an official horse tournament with a fucking prize. You're going to take on all comers in horse. No, it would be a tournament. And I feel like I would make it to the end. Okay. So, so it's just straight like, okay. Round Robin tournament. So when me and you could do some commentary for the horse tournament, but then Uh like when we're playing the other, like, you'll be like, Oh, Brian's up there. He's fucking good at this horse. He's great at horse. I mean, it's either I liked horse, but I, I, I think I like what, what I really shined at was around the world. I think that was, that was my game. Oh, love that's what that. I won. It's the best fucking game, man. Oh, I got so good at that side shot 
that my friends just couldn't fuck with me. They just couldn't. Nobody could fuck with me. Now, if you're playing Chicago, the corner three, uh, the closest three. Yeah, yep. If you're playing Chicago, then I'm dead because I was a small, thin man, and they could just beat me up. But uh, around the world, man, that's a gentleman's What's game. Chicago? It's like Chicago is called twenty. It's twenty one. It is you can. It's everybody. There's no team. Everybody on the court is their oh, own is it, team. Is it three people, two on one. Everybody defends the guy with the ball. It is. It can be five people though too. It's just however many people are there playing. I mean, yeah. three is the best situation. But you got the the. Oh, it's one point. Yeah, it's one point per basket, and you have to hit twenty-one. And when you hit, I believe when you hit. A basket, you then get to take two foul shots too, and uh, if you if you bust, you're fucked. You got to go back to thirteen. Uh, so it's two points. That's right, because I know there's a bust element to it too. <laughs> also to sex, there's like a bust element to that. <laughs> Heat O'Brien like pops his head in the window. <laughs> there's a bust element, uh, but yeah, Chicago, but. The real thing about Chicago is that you there's no fouls. You you can fucking knock somebody down in like if you want to. You can just fucking smash someone and uh, they fall down. And well, you can always counts. smash someone if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that but but that was that was the big selling point for Chicago was because the big kids could fuck you up. You'd be up shooting a shot. You'd be up there trying to hit a three or something and somebody would just come fucking spear you like Goldberg while you're playing. <laughs> and it was like, well, oh, I missed that one. But it, it's such a brave person's game because, you know, you're playing on concrete. It's it's incredible. And uh, uh, so I think that's the move. I think I think we could play a game. Of, me and Brett should obviously play one on one sometime. Uh, but yeah, maybe we'll have a horse tournament. You never know, or curveball like tournament. Fall yeah. or fall, yeah. Curveball tournament would be nice too. Fucking fall curveball tournament, dude, for a hundred bucks. Let's just fucking all. Let's get ten people. They each put in ten dollars to enter, and then it's fucking curveball tournament. Winner takes one hundred dollars. Yeah, how's that sound? Uh, winner take all curveball fall brawl. I fucking dude, you got me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm fucking ready for it. Let's do it. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Thanks for calling thanks, in. Call. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, curveball so having me. No gods, no masters. Free Puerto Rico. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Free them. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a curveball or horse or around the world tournament would be incredible because mm. those are real lazy men sports. So basketball was the one that I gave up. I just like could see the future of like what it was like and knew I didn't have any reason to be trying in that arena. But, really? you know, yeah, I, I've never wanted to play. I mean, I like shooting. I like to, I do like to shoot baskets, so. but being making a precise shot, but like, as far as dribbling and playing against another person, never even give it a shot. Do not wow. want to do it. I do not that's, fucking want to try. I do not care to get involved with that shit. That's all I did. Like, that's the only sport I actually played because all the other ones seem really hard to put together. Like, you, you can't play baseball. 
Right. It's easy. You just fucking stand around all day and then wait for one moment in time. You need like 18 people to do it, though. Yeah. Where the issue comes in and a yeah. diamond and a lot of gear to do it. And you need to be a guy that uh, or a person that is disciplined enough to actually keep playing, I think. At least that's how I felt. So. Yeah, I was a basketball yeah. kid. I mean, it was just like there's obvious basketball is just so skewed towards a certain body type um, and uh, anger type or like meanness style, you know, yeah. like like the people that want to play Chicago. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to put up with that hell. I was a heavy basketball guy, so I, I used to go buy fucking two cherry cokes and shoot hoops all day, play games, <laughs> just like the commercial. Uh, cherry Coke. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Micah from Florida. They, them pronouns. What's up, Micah? How's it going? It's going pretty good. I actually uh, was calling in with a story about uh, Wellbutrin, kind of a public service announcement. Okay. Okay. All right. I so, heard it makes cigarettes they, taste bad. It's criminal. You know what? Actually, okay. Let me, let me, let me just tell you how all this started. My, my personal experience with Wellbutrin. So... In January, you know, things are a bit stressful. January 6th happened. I got stressed out. My anxiety went through the roof. So I go to my doctor, like you do. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm feeling extremely anxious right now. And the doctor was like, well, I know you have issues with anxiety. And you also have issues with depression. And I know you want to quit smoking. Try Wellbutrin. So I was like, Smart. okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try this thing. It's a threefer. Why, why would I not do this? So I started taking it. Two weeks later... I had a psychotic break at work Whoa. where I, uh, said a whole, I had to said a whole bunch of things to my boss that you don't say unless you've got a union. And I said it in the middle oh, of no. What? Oh, no. So oh no. It turns what? out. Can you give us like a tiny bit of out, that? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> things. I don't remember most of what I said, but I, I was calling him out on, Everything from differences in pay, the fact I felt like we weren't being treated that well, a, a lot of stuff that, again, you don't say unless you've already got like a group of people at your back, that kind of thing. So did you feel it coming so, on? Like, was the, the whole day hazy or did it just build to this moment? And then you're like, how did I get here? Well, no, it happened like over the span of like a couple of weeks. The problem was on the Wellbutrin, I felt good. Like I felt invincible. Like you know, always right, really good. And it turns out, well, Butrin is a mood elevator. And I don't have That's depression. Wild. I'm actually bipolar. And what happened was okay. my mood from being bipolar was already cycling up. And then the Wellbutrin on top of that cycles it up even higher. And that's what triggered the psychotic episode. And you were just like... And you were just like, I, I'm not putting up with any of this shit ever again. Like, ever. I felt, bullet, I felt bulletproof. I just yeah. went for it. So, uh, thankfully, my employer understood it was the meds, so I didn't lose my job. But it was a bit but they also for a little can bit. I, but, yeah. Can I say that, like, they also yeah. know what you think about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there, <laughs> is that been there a problem? Is that element of it too, which does still have me a little bit worried. It hasn't been, it hasn't yeah, been a problem, would, but there is kind yeah, of that so it, the background radiation. So you haven't you you haven't noticed any kind of because I mean, listen, if somebody did now, I am not like what you did kicks ass. I mean, I know that it's tough that it, it was a psychotic break and like all of that stuff. But like yelling at your boss is always like always kicks ass, period. Um, but like if I was the boss, I would be like. This motherfucker's trying to take me out, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you know if I'm going to be I'm going to what I would say, honestly, is um, most people spend all of their time internally protecting their own ego. So I think if you give him the out of that, he's just going to think that guy's fucking crazy. He probably thinks that guy's a fucking so, sorry. That person is a uh, is an is like just you know off their rocker. The, the, I I think that they're probably just going to to write it off because otherwise that would will rot you from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, I think you're you probably have like a good point that like if somebody tells you that they had a psychotic break. I think that's when you can be like, well, they, they didn't mean that. They, that. they didn't mean what they said. Did you mean what you said, though? Uh, in the interest of just in case anyone from my employer is listening, no, I meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't try to make them, don't get them in trouble with court. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Yeah, but, uh, but no, that like, like my public service announcement is if your doctor's going to put you on Wellbutrin, double check and make sure you're not bipolar first. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking about talking to my doctor about Wellbutrin, but uh, uh, I'm already, I don't know. I get, I get very like attached to my meds where it's like, I don't want to go through the whole switching process and also like not knowing how I'm going to react to the new thing. And uh, uh, so I, I'm always like really, I, I probably stay on antidepressants or SSRIs like too long because I'm just nervous to change because who knows what the next thing is going to be. So yeah, yeah. Oh, finding right. that, that would actually like even me out has taken so long. I've gone through yeah. like, six or seven different meds oh really yeah yeah i've only done selexa and zoloft and uh i am like i i don't have a super um like my diagnosis is like depression and just general anxiety disorder that's like all and i think that like i don't i don't know I don't even know if there's anything you can do about it. I've, I've just, I've just decided there's probably other than making a lot of lifestyle changes, which, you know, I'm constantly thinking about doing, I guess it would be, I would love to say I'm trying, but, uh, I'm thinking about doing, uh, I just, I don't even, you're in the you contemplative know. stage. Yeah. And you know, you, when you said like, when you said it took like, you know, six, tries or six years oh six six tries six or seven different meds so yeah i i'm i think what? that like to to stick 
I, I just don't have, I have like a weird inability to stick with things. And, uh, uh, so I just, I, well, not an inability to stick with things, but like to keep trying, you know? And, and yeah. I just kind of basically decided that I have to do something myself at no. this point. No, I mean, you're, you're, what you're doing is that like, you're, you're finding a reason to blame yourself off for this. Like you're not trying hard enough, but you go to a piece of shit doctor and everybody tells you, you go to a piece of shit doctor and you don't believe us. We're not saying that because we just want to fire shots at your doctor. Like she should not be a doctor. She is not, <laughs> should not be in charge of you. She she's not the person that knows how to help you. She's not, she's not that good. She's like a mediocre ass doctor that can, you know, just give Xanax to wine moms. But like, She's not going to help you. You need to have to just step away from her and hurt her feelings and make her feel bad and tell her that she's not good enough and just get away from that doctor. She sucks. I'm switching. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a new general practitioner. Actually, that's, that's like my new move. I, I got real mad at her. Uh, at my doctor. Cause I share, she's another friend of mine's doctor that, you know, she found out she was on medical weed and they didn't re re renew her, her, uh, Ativan prescription. And, uh, that's like super dangerous. And I also don't like the moralizing, like I need a doctor, you know, that has a doctor that can make peace with the fact that I do recreational drugs, but I also need medicinal drugs. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm honest with them. I used to hide it back in the day. Like I used to hide it when I worked for a living, cause I don't know, I, I guess I kind of thought they would tell on me or something, but like now when I go into a doctor's office, I'm just like, well, this is what I do, but I don't have a huge drug problem either. I'm, I, I, I don't hardly do anything anymore. I'm not like a big partier now, but you know, for my doctor, any, I like weed is too much. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. I'm probably going to go talk to somebody then. And, and hearing that you went through six different medicines makes me feel like I probably haven't tried enough things <laughs> and that I should give it another shot. Well, my problem that I was running into was I kept having side effects from all the medicines. So like on one of the ones, one of the side effects was uh, restlessness, which just meant that like I couldn't sit still and it would only hit between the hours of like 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. So when I'm trying to sleep, I can't sit still. So like that one, Yeesh. yeah, I was only on that one for like a month or so, but yeah, like side effects I, like that are kind of one of those things that you just kind of have to roll with whenever you start taking new stuff. I sort of feel like I, I might have that cause I can't sit still. It's, it's very obvious that I can't sit still cause I spend the whole day walking and uh, don't even think to take any days off. Um, and when I do get home, like today, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. And uh, uh, so I, I walked 10 miles, which for me is taking it easy. And then I got home. Oh, man. And I, I cleaned the whole house and did all the laundry because like I didn't know what to do if I sat down, which is that's the just I, I don't. I don't know what to do when you sit down. I guess look at your phone or read, but I just don't know what to do. So I just am always up. 
Hmm. I think I've convinced myself that sitting is the new smoking thing. I think I let that get to me, but I'm like, I also do the other smoking, which is <laughs> well, you should add too. <laughs> you should not do things that are obligated to do or that make you look good for doing them. You should pursue things that actually bring you pleasure instead of looking at your fucking phone because it is stealing your life away from you. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks for calling, Micah. It's an interesting story and a good public service announcement. I think, you know, one of yeah, our producers is on. I just want to, just want to warn everybody. Uh, uh, real quick, can I plug something? Uh, Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, I've got a podcast that I do with my brother. We're both transgender. It's called Gender Swap. It is a comedy podcast about nothing. So if you ever find yourself bored out there in uh, street fight land, and you want to listen to us talk about, you know, vampires or moose attacks, uh, give us a listen. It's wherever fine podcasts are sold. All nice. Right. Check it out, everybody. Sounds cool. Yeah, Have a sounds good night, interesting. Micah. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I think that's the next, the, not exactly thing, but, you know, I always, I always do stuff like this, and, but the, the, I think the thing after Shocktober should be, uh, paranormal and UFOs and stuff idea. like that. Mentioning that Micah said something about vampires. I, I just, I want to talk about like UFOs and ghosts and monsters and cryptids and stuff like that. Well, we already and, do. And we already do like man cow and, no, and uh, yes. Howard Stern and, you know, <laughs> they are monsters. That is true. <laughs> Been doing a lot of listening and it's not, going as easily this year um all right well you, you want to take another one yeah do we are we do we have music i didn't think knows? about that i doubt it all right yeah. well we've got we can make it through all yep who's this Hi, uh, this is Emily in Indiana. What's up, Emily? How's it going? Hey, guys. Long time no talk. How you doing? Good. Sorry good. to hear about the show the uh, other day. That was a bit of a bust. It was just scary. We, we just, we panicked, I guess. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll get back on the horse sometime. Yeah. So what's up, Emily? Right. Well... I was calling in to, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to top the other guy's, uh, a weed story, but, uh, my, uh, spouse and I had a bit of a run in the other day and had on full display our, uh, white privilege. (laughs) Okay. Beat a ticket. So first, first of all, no, this is, this is the remarkable thing. First of all, I always go by the credence of our credence, uh, credo, one crime at a time. Makes and sense. We were committing three. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, first, we're Are, carrying. Carrying weed? Second, we had our. Yes. And you know the penalties okay. in Indiana are pretty stiff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we were carrying. Um, and our license plate light was out oh that's a I tough one i mean what are you really gonna do there the, 
I hate that you can get in right. trouble for that. I think it's bullshit that you can get in it's trouble for that because, cause, right? yeah, but how are you supposed to know? Like, that is one of those, like, what am I supposed to get out of my car and check to see if my license plate light is working? Inspect <laughs> all your lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's probably what they think. Yeah. Every time, every time I've been pulled over by a cop, well, not every time, but a good majority of them, it's for a license plate light. Because you don't check that. You never do, right? No, no, no. So, or like, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, driver's side headlight is the other one that they always get people for. Mm -hmm. I think you're allowed to have the passenger side headlight out, but the driver's side, you're not allowed. So a little hint for you there. So you have yeah. a, a, a busted uh, driver's license light and weed. And what's the third crime? Well, normally we super secure the package, let's say. And wrapped up put in a obscure place that they never begin to look in the there's probable cause like you said except it was just put in the glove box casually this time we'd gotten casual yeah. about it you know lack okay. people get it that crime. way i we got i get coffee. i get that way too <laughs> i i get very much like well i mean i i can i can have weed now but like i used to get pretty lax with it and just i would sit uh -huh. it like in the cup holder and drive home when it was still illegal right. here because you just don't ever you're like what are the chances i'm gonna get pulled over yeah what's a road trip with a blunt yeah 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 also uh uh is the third crime murder did you kill somebody and and no. have them in a trunk no. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only only no, the, the the last one was I was accidentally carrying two driver's licenses. <laughs> That's illegal. One Having had my wrong <laughs> Oh, so I didn't know you weren't allowed to have two licenses on. I mean, just you know, they didn't yeah, punch the old one. Yeah. I don't think they well, care. I mean, I until after the guy finished searching the car. Yeah. So what happened? Did he search right. the car? So here's so here's what happened. Yeah. So here's what happened. We're heading we're heading home. Um, I'm driving. My husband's now drowsing in the seat next to me. We're listening to some podcast, I guess. And the cop, I see him coming up fast behind me, and I, you know give him the elbow of, Hey, you know, someone's coming up. He goes disco. So of course I pull over immediately, you know, gotta be something minor as a cop's coming up and it's a sheriff. Thank God. I want to know, I want to know who has had the worst run-ins with sheriffs versus city cops too. Cause I've got a definite, uh, scale going on those, but he goes for the registration. And when he opens the glove box, just a huge wave of it comes wafting out and the cop's like, well, I can smell it in your car. So if you confess to me right now and tell me, you know, if you only got like a little bit, we'll let you go and just give you a warning about the taillight. And so I'm side eyeing my husband and he's side eyeing me. And I look at the cop and I go, so 
just how much do you consider a lot? Oh, God. Because we were carrying a half ounce. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Half ounce, and I don't know what he is a lot. That's and a pound to them. In Indiana, that's a pound. Yeah, exactly. So before I go incriminating myself to anything, I'm like, okay, just what am I, should I confess to, right? He starts chuckling. And he goes, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And no one has ever asked me that. <laughs> they always just go, oh, no, no. It's, it's just a little bit, you know, just a little, just a touch, you know, just, a, just you know, a sprinkle here, you know. And they got like three pounds in the trunk or whatever. So he was, he was impressed at my ability to be comedic, apparently. So he got out and he's like, as long as I don't find anything else in the car, you know, bongs, knives, guns, whatever, we'll just give you a warning about the light and let you go. So the other guy watched us and we made small talk while he searched our dirty ass car. And, all, and that's all we had. We were just, just private personal use. So it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's what you get for being too casual, especially in a fascist state like Indiana. Yeah, the fucking laws in Indiana are well, something. Yeah, and I always, um, so the one thing I remember, right? I also remember Stefan telling me was that you need to keep it away from you where you can't reach it so it doesn't look like you were using it while you drive. Because if you do get ticketed or busted, that's at least some leeway yeah. to say like, they were just right. They were just transporting it somewhere. They weren't like actively getting it out of the cup holder. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Never even thought exactly. of that. That's why again, yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. You fucked up. Like I say, you don't. Well. Yeah, exactly. I, but that's the thing, you know, if we'd have been any other kind of person, we'd have been sitting oh, in for sure. a lockup that night. Guarantee. For Guaranteed. sure. With federal yeah. charges, probably we'd have gotten, we'd have been talked down to probation probably, but Oh God, we'd have been so effed. Right. Yeah. They would have got so, you. Yeah. They I recognize my, I recognize how I can flash my dimples and be a sweet little gal when I need to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can automatically switch into a goober dad, like really easily. <laughs> Like, oh my, oh, uh, oh, oh, I was going 20 miles over the speed limit. Oh my, I didn't know what the speed limit was. Uh, I was just trying to get home and get this ice cream to my daughter, whom I love more than anything in the whole world. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I, uh, it's an ice cream emergency, I, sir. Yeah, hey, you know, you can't be in a car with what the ice cream. Monkey? So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what I got pulled monkey? over with her. I, I got pulled over with her, <laughs> and uh, uh, so I got out of it. Um, uh, well, thanks for calling, Emily. I appreciate it. Right. So the lesson is: listen to the wolf. Is there any other reason they can pull this car over? Yes. Only one crime at a time, yes. dude. And, one crime at and a again, time. I want to know who's had the worst run in. Yeah, one crime at a time. And who's had the worst really? run in? City cops or sheriff? Sheriff deputies. Who's the bigger dick? That's what I want to know from the group. So, of course, you don't mind. All right. I don't... All right. Thanks, okay. guys. Okay. Peace. Have a, good night. Have a good night. We got uh, one more call to go. 
All right, we're, we're well, done. We'll, we'll just ride it out, my mans. Riding the calls out. Oh, wait. No, actually, we don't. We have no more calls left. Well, we're done then. We're off the clock. Huh? Huh? That, you know, the Flintstones. I always say the, do the Flintstones. Like, every it was time iconic. We- Punch, that was the most iconic punching the clock there was. Like, I definitely wanted, yeah, that's, I knew that that was a great feeling getting off work. I could tell. 100% agree that like there's never been a better illustration of the <laughs> end of work on anything than sliding down that dinosaur's fucking tail and just being like, I'm fucking drinking beer, whatever, you know, I'm going to go get a big fucking rib and go to the drive in, you know? Yeah. Going to go hang out with uh, the water buffalo club. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I loved the Flintstones, man. That's why me and Brett, I, 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 I can tell a little bit since we're done a little early with the calls. One of the things, so we used to do this old, I used to do this old podcast and then we met doing another, another old podcast. And uh, uh, the guys that I podcasted with before Brett came in and then even for a while after Brett came in, uh, used to like really make fun of me because I I watched Hanna-Barbera cartoons and stuff growing up. Like they thought it was stupid or like, I liked Bugs Bunny and stuff. Like, what about X-Men? Why do you watch the Transformers? And I was like, I don't know. I like fucking Snagglepuss. What am I supposed to fucking do? Huckleberry Hound. Yeah. The the Flintstones kids. Remember the Flintstones? Like the young Flintstones where it was like Bam Bam and Pebbles and they were just hanging out. Yeah. I fucking love Captain Caveman. Uh, that's just who I am as a person. I'm a big captain. You're a Hanna Barbera. I'm a Hanna Barbera guy. I really am. I, we should I be Hanna Barbera adults and get like cuts and jackets and tattoos. <laughs> do you think that? I mean, I, I is it doesn't seem like. I think Hanna Barbera. Just for real quick, I think Hanna Barbera really fucked up getting out of the King's Island business. Is where I'm at because you don't see a lot of Hanna Barbera stuff out there. These yeah, days. that is also how it captured my heart too. It was a big. It sponsored the kids zone at the uh, theme park in Cincinnati, um, and I got to ride in like Jabberjaw's mouth, which was that was like a highlight of my childhood. I loved Jabberjaws, and then people would be like, "It's just a Scooby Doo ripoff," and it's like, "Yeah, but Scooby Doo fucking kicks ass, dude." Yeah, so that more is probably is. that's probably what got me too. Was like. You know, I love Scooby-Doo. I love Kings Island, even though it's like afraid to ride all the rides. Um, and it was just like Deputy Dog and and like, I mean, really, truly the most iconic thing to me in this world is Wacky Races. Like, I wish they would make a Wacky Races movie. That might be the only animated movie I would go see. As if they were like, yo, we're rebooting uh, Wacky Races in the uh-huh. old hand-drawn style. I'd be like, I'm in fucking wacky race as it is it's the best shit in the world so uh, yeah. uh they can do a wacky races uh like a, with the wakowski sisters like uh speed racer style <laughs> oh my god how can we get that can we try to i know they don't do a lot of interviews maybe we can try to get the wakowski sisters <laughs> on the show and be like hey have you thought about doing a wacky races movie? Yeah. I think they're the only people that can do it at this point. Now, when I start thinking about it, I'm like, is there somebody else? No. No. Quentin Tarantino. 
<laughs> no. Uh, uh, yeah, the Wachowskis is probably the pick, really. So, Seems like him. Somebody make this wacky racist movie. That's that's a movie I won't offer to write because uh, I just want to enjoy it purely. I love the wacky races. I will also someone up here in the chat. Hot local Al says city cops or sheriff. Who's the worst? All cops are bastards. Agreed. Thank you for listening to the show. We're Street Fight Radio. And thank you to everybody that donated to the uh, fundraiser. Um, I keep having these weird moments where I'm like grooving in my car and people like smile at me and I feel like I'm just having the best day and I don't realize it's because my car is like so, looks so fucking obnoxious. Are they giving you the look like I was saying? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was driving on the street like just totally fit, just crawling. That's the thing too is I go under 20. I don't mind going under 20 and kind of whipping around the corner, just letting like momentum kind of keep you going like you're roller skating down the street. Right. Um, but yeah, this one, I was going and this woman's walking her dog and she kind of just bounced to like nodded her head and kind of gave me a peace sign. It's like, damn, it felt like that today was a good day video to be, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I mean, again, for the listeners, we talked about this recently. If you see a fucking sweet car, turn your head to look at it as, the, as they go by. Even if you don't really care to do that, it's just kind of like turn your head. Even if you see a good outfit on somebody, if somebody's yeah. sporting like a cool Deadpool like tracksuit, <laughs> right? Look, you know, let them know. Wanna, mm, okay, give them some all approval. Right. All right. Well, we'll see you all on Wednesday. Uh, you know, we got what do we got coming up, Brett? We got uh, the movie Cinematic Universe. We will be watching Meet the Spartans this Ooh, week. Wow, this is a bad one. I did see this one too. I know I saw this one. With Tony Boswell for Minion Death Cult. Uh, and uh, just a, a street fight on Wednesday. And I think, yeah. So get ready for the sweet, uh, the, get ready for Meet the Spartans with us. And uh, next Sunday, we will not be taking calls because I will be watching All Out. But there will be something in the feed. So, yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Subscribe we'll to it out. as a podcast. If you only watch us on a live stream, we do a podcast as well. You know, look for Street Fire Radio wherever you find podcasts. Uh, like and subscribe to the show. If you want to support what we do, you can buy merch over at store.streetfireradio.com or get access to our bonus shows at patreon.com Street Fire Radio. We will see you on Wednesday. Peace.
Can I dive in your ocean? 